Hello, everyone. Peace and blessings to you. Thank you for joining Dr. Wendy Rhodes on You Are Not Your Trauma with Dr. Wendy Rhodes. Today's guest is Ron Godfrey, who is an actor slash producer. Ron Godfrey is the definition of persistence, consistency, and resilience. His model and brand is Grind and Conquer, transcends his accomplishments and body of work as a multi-award winning and nominated accredited SAG actor, producer, award winning, published author, entrepreneur, and musician into the lives of those around him and those who support him, his ability to use his relatable personal experiences and his relentless ambition to completely transform into another character is the reason why he continues to land roles as an actor on multiple major platforms that feature major films and television series like American Soul on BET, The Staircase on HBO Max, Fatal Attraction on TV One, Mike on Hulu, and more. Through his strong and animated facial expressions and nonverbal communication, Ron has the ability to make his characters speak before his mouth is open. He has mastered the ability to step into the role of a character and bring them to life. His awe-inspiring story of conquering his battle with severe depression is depicted in his book series called Crying Out in the Dark, which offers hope and healing to all who read it. He has dedicated his life to using his gifts, talents, and lessons to lead by example, encourage, teach, and entertain others so they too will be able to apply the principles of grind and conquer to their own lives in order to be successful in all areas of life. So without further ado, I will bring to you our blessed guest, Mr. Ron Godfrey. Hello, Ron. Hello, hello, hello. Good evening. Good evening. Yes. Blessings to you. Thank you. Thank you so much for accepting the invitation to come and um, interview with me today. I'm so excited to have you. Excited to be here. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. oh. Ron, <laughs> listen, yes. Yes. as I was reading your bio, it's so many things that I was pulling from this bio. So one, we got grind and conquer. We have uh, crying in the dark. Oh my God. This show is you are not your trauma. Okay. You are not your trauma. What does that mean to you? Like when it comes to Ron Godfrey, what does that mean to Ron? Wow. Um... <laughs> Well, first of all, let me say thank you for having me on your show. Um, it's, it's a blessing. That's a very uh, great blessing and an honor. Um, you're not your trauma. That's that's huge, first of all. Um, I have, uh, within the past few years, experienced a lot of, of that um, with the most recent uh, loss of my son. 
back in November, my son Jeremiah. And, um, you know, that's something that, you know, I'll never get over. I'll, you know, learn how to cope with it. But um, even up until this point, I have leaned heavily on God. You know, I know I have a lot of supporters, you know, a lot of family and everything like that, but I have leaned heavily on God. And that has gotten me that my trust in him has gotten me to where I am right now at this moment. Tell you without God, we have nothing. We are nothing. We can do nothing right, right. without God. And the reason for me naming this as um, a male's perspective in healing um, is because a lot of times when we look at men, men are so hard on the exterior. Right. And because they're so hard on the ex exterior, you never know what exactly is going on with them. Right. But for you to confess that, yes, I've gone through depression, what was that like for you? Um, it was very dark. It was very dark. Um, wow. Um, it's a place that I don't want to go back to. You know, and, and I actually said that once before and actually went back to that place, but it was 10 times worse. But then, you know, again, God pulled me out and I'm blessed to be where I am. Um, I'm getting ready to, well, I'm actually in the middle of writing my second book, which is Crying Out in the Dark 2, uh, Surviving the Storm. So um, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a great read. You know, a lot of people, my book now is still selling and, and I'm getting a lot of great reviews and people are waiting on the second book because I tell people, you know, there's a, there's a twist, you know, and, um, you know, you have to read the book to, to realize the twist. Well, let me say this. You said it's, it's the storm. You've mentioned the storm before. Mm -hmm. What is this storm? Storms of, life. Storm. storms of life. Yeah. Storms of life. Storms of life. You know, yeah. um, and that's just putting everything in, in a in a bucket. You know, it's the storms of life. Um, like I mentioned, you know, that the loss of my son. Um, that was huge. You know, that, that was life changing, you know. Yes. And then I've had, you know, other things, you know, personally to happen that, you know, God saw me through. You know, and, and that's why I'm here today to to, to stand firm and, and, you know, proclaim that God is real and that if you trust in him, he will pull you through. One thing about it, if he brings you to it, he'll bring you through it. Yes. Tell me this about your aha moment when it came to God. Had it ever been, I, I'm pretty sure that you grew up in church, right? Oh, yes. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> you grew up in church. Definitely. Um, were you brought up in like the typical basic Baptist church or was it more? Did you, you know, establish a relationship with God just as a young man or did this um, bond with God occur? Um, no, I didn't grow up in a Baptist church. Um, 
my church is non non-denominational and so um but you know i i have a um a firm establishment in the lord and um that has kept me grounded all my life of course you know you know when you're young you do things as a child and everything like that but still i i learned of god at an early age you know he came into my life at a, at a very early age um and that has stuck with me to this very day you know that establishment has has, has been with me I think he was frozen. Am I frozen now? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. There you there go. go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh that. They're frozen again, huh? Well, to receive information, I do that because this information is getting out of men as well. Um, after hearing your testimony. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe. That's my thoughts right here is that the devil is a lie and the truth ain't in him. So his connection. Right. Right. Yeah. You, you, you were free. You were freezing up a little bit. So a lot of what you said, I, di I didn't quite get. I got the last. I, we both been freezing. But that's <laughs> why I said, you know, the devil, he, he always trying to interfere some kind of way. But that's OK, because this message is coming forth today. Right, right. <laughs> it's coming forth today. But, I, you know, I really just really wanted you to talk about this depression because, you know, it's very, um, it's a traumatic situation to even go through depression. Um, as a young person, like I went through a lot of different things. Like I went through domestic violence. I went through sexual assault, you know, and different things like that. Mm -hmm that led me into making some bad decisions as far as relationship and, you know, not even knowing who I am and even just going through that whole period of depression. But for women, it's like a common thing with women. Right. But this is the reason why I really wanted to hone in on a male's perspective. Just talk to me about Ron, what Ron was going through. What made you just be like, you know what? I ain't going to, I can't deal with this. And I really want to write about this because so many people need to heal from this. I need to hear Ron. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, well, first of all, it took me about six years to write the book. Um, because I started it and then, you know, I put it away. Um, because as you're writing, things come back to the surface, you know, things come back to the surface and that's what happened. Um, so I, I, I stopped writing for about maybe a good two years. And then I decided to pick it back up and, and, and finish it. And I wanted people to know that 
it's not just women that go through depression or that are victims of domestic violence or whatever. And I, and, and, it's, and I wanted men to know that it's okay to say, hey, this is what's going on and I, I need help. You know, it's, it's okay, you know? And the feedback that I've gotten from a lot of men that have purchased my book, you know, they felt liberated you know, after reading my book and, and just knowing that, you know, I put my story out there, you know, so I, I, I felt like what I set out to do was done. And that was to touch somebody. And, and, and it seems like I touched more than one. <laughs> you know, to even be able to talk about it, you know, because we are over overcome by the blood of the lamb and the uh, words of our testimony um that just in itself um takes the power away from satan you know right. that alone just takes the power away from him because we can talk about what has happened and, right you know and because there's so many men that can glean from your experience that can actually say hey if he did it and this is somebody that is in this position that has this type of life that can come forth and say hey this has happened to me mm -hmm. you know um one thing i could say i, I could say this um my ex-husband um one thing that he said to me is that when he grew up he was told that boys don't cry <laughs> yeah. boys don't cry and he said that it made such a difference when he became when he got older to know that he really can get in touch with his emotions mm -hmm. because can you possibly imagine well i i don't have to ask you if you can imagine because you are a man that went through this part mm -hmm. of it Mm -hmm. of, of how that heaviness was on you. Just that heaviness. Did you go through domestic violence too? Um, well, it wasn't anything um, super, super uh, crucial. Yes. Uh, but when I, when I, when it happened and, you know, call law enforcement and everything like that. And then they asked me, hey, do you want us to take her down downtown? I'm like, wow. You know, um I I had I had gotten bit, you know, um doing doing an argument. And of course, you know, broke the skin, I was bloody and everything. And the cop came and he's like, sir, it's your call. You know, it, the blood is the evidence, you know, and I said no. I, I said, what do you, I, I didn't understand at first, you know, he was like, well, this is domestic violence, you know, inflicted on, on a male. He said, males are, are victims as well. And so I was like, wow, okay, well, no, no, I'm, I'm just going to get myself cleaned up and I'll leave, you know, and that's what happened. Yeah. So what would you say to another male that's going through um, domestic violence or even the depression 
like what would your advice to them be like how to even get in touch with those emotions and how do you deal with that type of stuff um, and I think I'm honing in on the depression is because of the book because I just think it's just so important mm -hmm. um, well I would tell anyone um, first of all don't feel embarrassed okay. because you're going through depression because it happens you know and you have a lot more men than you realize that's going through it you know um like you said earlier you know men have been under the stigma for a long time that you don't cry especially in front of a woman uh suck it up you know, um, yeah. you know, be a man, you know, but really and truly to me, that's creating a monster because all of those feelings and emotions are bottled up, tucked in and, and, you know, suppressed, not allowed to be free. And yeah. then as time go on, then you have the, the the acting out, the violent acting out. You have the domestic violence. Yes. Mm -hmm. One thing can feed another. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. you know, I would tell anybody, if you're feeling depressed and, and it's really heavy, and if you don't feel safe or comfortable talking to an individual, get a pen and a notepad. Start writing. Listen, that release is deep. Yeah, because the paper won't reject you. The paper won't 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 uh, make you feel bad about what you're saying. The paper at that time is your secure place. The paper don't talk back. Right. The paper lets you just say whatever. It won't. No. And, and you know, I never even thought about it like that, but that's so valid to be able to just write out your emotions. And I'm I'm notorious for writing out my emotions and, and what's going on, but never did I think about the conversation that comes from the paper. Mm -hmm. Um, that's where my book came from. Wow. Mostly. It mostly yeah. came from most of it came from from just vivid memory, but a lot of it came from you know writings. You know, when I just I would just write down how I feel, you know, and I'll tell people, write it exactly how you feel. Yeah. You know, say to the paper what you what you want to say to that person or like I said, exactly how you're feeling. I don't care what it says, how it's put. You know, we're not checking grammar. We're not checking spelling and all that kind of stuff. Put it down like you feel it. You have to release it because if you don't, it'll boil over. Listen. It's just like keeping a lid on the top of like a soda, right? Exactly. So say you had a Coca-Cola <laughs> and you shake that Coca-Cola up, right? Right. And it finally you open it and it just everywhere. But this is that person that's been holding this stuff in for so long. Exactly. That's that person. Exactly. That's the person that lashes out. Mm -hmm. That's the person that has no control because yeah. they've never had control. And it's not something to be downplayed. It's, it's downplayed a lot. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. um, and, and and if you are depressed and, and you want help, go get help. It doesn't make you less of a man or a woman to say, hey, I need help. It actually makes you more of a man or more of a woman to admit that you need this. You need this help and it's available to you. Yeah. You know, and, and therapy, you know. Therapy is essential mm -hmm. in, in a lot of ways um, that. One thing that um, that has been like this stigma is especially like with um, African-Americans is you don't need to see a therapist, mm. but yes, you do. Right. Um, and the reason why I say that is, especially when you're talking about somebody that's non-biased, they almost like that piece of paper. They don't stand to gain anything from you. Right. But to help you to see you, you know, help you to see you. Right. And help you to hear what you're saying. You know? Exactly. Because all they do is regurgitate what you just told them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Ron, come on and talk to me. Tell me something. Tell me something, Ron. Tell me more about Ron Godfrey. I think I, I, I kind of know this passion of yours with this acting. And I've seen about 12 different facial expressions since I've been here with you, as I was reading your bio, I said, now that's true. Really? That's okay. <laughs> I've seen about 12 different facial expressions already. I was like, okay, one, two. Yep. Are you that's just counting? Else been <laughs> counting. Okay. Well, um, uh, I've been acting now for 10 years. Uh, we just, I just actually, uh, was a part of a stage production. Uh, it's called The Last Tear. And we just, we had a phenomenal show. It was held in Concord, North Carolina this past weekend. Um, it was based off the book entitled A Cry for Help, written by Nicole Davis, which is the visionary of the play. Um, Mr. TJ Austin came in and he wrote the play and he directed the play and he was an awesome director. And we had a cast of amazing actors and already people are saying, hey, when's the next show? You know, we, we, we want to see it again. So uh, I had actually, um, this was my first play in about, in about four years, you know? So uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good to be back where, I, where, it, where it all started. You know, it all started on the stage for me you know, 10 years ago. And so uh, I'm really happy about that. And, and it was good. It was just good to work with a, a great cast of people. And um, now I'm getting ready to uh, film a new movie in July. And uh, that's going to be filmed in Atlanta for eight days. And I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Got a new episode of Fatal Attraction coming up on June 19th. That's a Monday night on TV One. So looking forward to that as well. Wow. What about your character? What character did you play? Like, what was the um, the gist of the character that you played in this particular play? Like, what was um, his role? I was I was an abusive husband. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, like way, out, way out of my character. 
Um, <laughs> I was an abusive husband. Um, and it, it was funny. It felt kind of funny to, to play that character, but I had to keep programming my mind, telling myself, okay, you're just acting. This is, is you're not really doing this. You're not, it's not really happening. But on the flip side, it actually happened. You know, um, this was again based on a true story. And so uh yeah, I was um I had to be the abusive husband, the the nonchalant husband that just, you know, kept hurting his wife's, you know, feelings and didn't didn't care, you know, and um yeah, so I'm not going to give any spoilers because, you know, the, the play might be coming to your city. So I don't want to, you know. Right. That was the next question. It, is it going to be traveling? You know, um, take that's on the planning day? table right now. That, the, the, yeah. the play traveling is on the planning table right now. So um, that's about all the information I can give about that. Oh, no, that's fine. I, um, you know, I always feel as if um, when you run across someone who has um, not only encountered um, domestic violence within a marriage like myself. Um, I did, you know, for years. But the one thing that I am thankful for is the fact of the relationship that he has with God. Being able to forgive him, being able mm -hmm. to, you know, even ask him for forgiveness, even when you don't think that you did anything wrong. And, you know, even the forgiveness and even being able to communicate with this individual and just be like, hey, you know, um, people can change and God can redeem those that want to be redeemed. Right. Yeah. Those right. that really want to be redeemed. Yep, it is possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I ain't going to talk about me no more, but I want to talk about Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I always have to kind of, you know, bring up different things because a lot of people don't realize um, where the forgiveness comes in. At. Mm -hmm. Even though there's a lot of this story, we know you can't give up. Right. But right. in the end, forgiveness is always key, you know, mm -hmm. on both ends. Even when one person don't feel like they was wrong in it. Oh, I'm a victim. Right. Even the victim has done something wrong even if they don't want to confess it. Exactly right. It's yeah. exactly right. It's yeah. a, um, um, the production is a great production. And again, it, as far as where it goes next is on the planning table. So um, who, who knows? Uh, Kentucky might be on the, on the, <laughs> on the list. Tennessee might be on the list, you know. Um, yeah, come on in my neck of the woods. Yeah, I need you know, to see so, this up close um, and personal. <laughs> so, you know, it's just a matter of time now and, and just waiting to hear from the director and, and the, uh, the creator of, of the play. Okay. Yeah. So, you are not your trauma. Um, you just had to deal with one of the most traumatic situations of your life. And um, I know it's still early and it's really fresh. And what I can say is I think when I first 
truly like connected with you was during that time. And I end up sending you a message um, mm -hmm. during the time when your, your, your baby was going through his transition. Um, do you want to talk about that? Um, sure. I don't mind talking about it. Um, I don't ever really talk about it in great length. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that, again, you never really get over, Right. you know, um, you just, you know, ask God to help you cope with it. Yeah. You know, um, I will say that <clears throat> I did create the Jeremiah L. Godfrey Brain Cancer Research Foundation in his honor. Um, and that is up and going now. Um, it, matter of fact, it launched a few months, well, four or five months ago. And um, it's set up to aid researchers in finding a cure for these rare tumors. Um, and also set up to aid families that may have children that have this rare tumor. Um, because a lot of the insurances, or should I say, I don't know of any insurance that covers some of the medicines that are needed. So therefore, you know, I want to help aid families that may need a little financial, um, little financial help in that area. So um, this Saturday is his birthday, Jeremiah's, and I will be putting out a um, PSA video um, announcing that and asking everyone to, first of all, wear blue and yellow because the yellow stands for, uh, it's a symbol for the brain cancer. And also blue was his favorite color. Um, and not only that, I will be asking everyone that can and will make a donation to the foundation, um, on, especially on Saturday, as a birthday gift to him, you know, to, uh, to commemorate his birthday. And that's this coming Saturday. Now, will you have um, a link set up on your um, on your platform or um, would they be able to just go to Jeremiah L. Godfrey Foundation? Is there just a link to it? There's all? a website. There's a there's a website um, and there is a, a link within the website that you make your donation. OK, mm -hmm. so is that right? What I put up there? It's the Jeremiah L. Godfrey Brain Cancer Research Foundation. Brain cancer. <laughs> but it's okay thank you so much <laughs> i'll i'll edit it but you can keep talking and i'll i'll edit while you keep talking um yes um excuse me for one second okay <clears throat> so um again it was created you know for that for that for that purpose because in my research, I found that about three to four hundred children um, are diagnosed with this this brain this brain tumor, um, and it's a rare tumor. And um, as a matter of fact, it was a little boy, three years old, that had passed away a few days before my son did, with the same thing. And um, once you're diagnosed or the child is diagnosed, their lifespan is about anywhere between six to 11 months from the time of diagnosis. 
So um, it's, you know, it's not a long time. So, yeah. So we want to, we want to find a cure and we need a, we need a hashtag. We need a cure for sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, did you find that to be like true, like the six to 12 months or whatever for your, your son? Did you have more time or? No, you know? I, I, it was true. It was almost true to the to the exact time again he was diagnosed in january and passed in, in november so okay. yeah okay. it was right within that time frame yeah yeah but again my sincere condolences to you. you you know it's like you know even though so many times we say to be absent is to be present you know it's always a glorious thing to know where your child is, but at the same time, you still want your baby with you, you know? Right. Yeah, because that's that's your love, that's your heart. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm not going to um, lean on that much more. That's Thank the you. reason why I had to ask you first. Yeah. Because I just, you know, it's like, because we go through so much in life and a lot of times we see other people and we don't exactly know what they're going through. But um, I just wanted to make sure that that is there. Um, and I will post it again, you know, for donations. So then that way they can go back and, and take a look at the Jeremiah L. Godfrey Brain Cancer Research Foundation. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate so, it. There anything else you'd like to add to this conversation? We're talking about trauma. I'm gonna need some trauma distance, some some trauma information, Mr. Godfrey. Well, I mean, I, I can't say that I've I've experienced a, a whole lot of trauma. Um, I've already mentioned, you know, what was you know more traumatizing to me than anything, um, which again was the the uh, loss of my son. Um, but I want everybody to know that there is life after trauma. Um, it, it takes time. It takes time, um, patience and prayer, you know, and you can, like I said, live beyond the trauma and be a testament to others, you know, uh, on how you overcame, you know, and help somebody else because somebody somebody every day everywhere is going through something you know um it, it it doesn't matter the the magnitude of what it is everybody's going through something you know so um we can definitely be a testament to those that may you know need some uplift i can honestly say that um to me, being mentally trapped is a trauma. Mm -hmm. um, depression, um, suicide, you know, even suicidal thoughts, you know, it's a trap and it causes trauma. Even knowing people that have gone through schizophrenia and different things like that, um, that have overcome a lot of different things, but I look at you, Ron, as an overcomer. Um, when you look at a man that can honestly say, I've gone through depression, I'm gonna write, write about it. I'm gonna ride the wave, 
We're right. gonna talk about these storms of life. Right. We're gonna overcome that. We're gonna talk about the second part to this because yeah, I went back, but yet I'm still moving forward. <laughs> so right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. right. And it's it's um I want everyone to be encouraged to know that what you're going through is not your end. What you may be going through is not your end. You can make it. Don't give up. You know, um, at the top of every, the, the top of the mountain is the bottom of another. So you got to keep climbing. You know, the top of one mountain is the bottom of another. So you got to keep climbing. You know, you can't stop, you know, um, and and have faith in God. Most of all, have faith in God and seek help if you need to. It's okay. It's okay not to be okay. Remember that. Yeah. Even though it sounds cliche, <laughs> as cliche as that sound, it's right. just real. Right. It's so real. It's so mm -hmm. real. Like I'm not okay. And it's okay to tell somebody I'm not okay. Right. Exactly. Because that takes some of the stress right off of it. It just goes back to that combustible bottle that I'm not okay, but I'm keeping it on the inside of me. I'm not okay. But if I can come to you and say, I'm not okay, at least we can loosen the top a little bit and it won't exactly just blow up. Exactly. It won't blow up so fast. Exactly. This won't. It's so much. It's so much. Um, is there um, a link or anything for your book? Um, yes, for my book, um, rongoffrey.com is my, my website, and you'll see a link for the book, um, as well as my, my, uh, my brand called Grind and Conquer. Um, that's my clothing line. And let's talk about it. Tell them about Grind and Conquer. <laughs> Tell them about that. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, grind and Conquer. So um, Grind and Conquer was thought of in the gym, actually. And uh, now it's um, it's it's becoming a, a phenomenon, really. I mean, people everywhere. Are, are ordering my shirts and I, I post it every time, you know, I ask people when they, you know, whatever you get, whether it's a shirt or a hoodie or whatever, um, to take a selfie and post it and send me a copy uh, so that I can post it with some more advertising behind it as well, because there is a message behind Grinding Conquer, okay? The message is that Grinding Conquer is not just a brand. It's a way of life, okay? Because we're all on a grind. We're all on a grind, trying to conquer whatever goal that we have set for ourselves, okay? Um, if you look at my emblem on my logo, you will find two eagles along with the crown. You have one eagle for a grind, one eagle for conquer, and the crown is in the middle in the middle of, of uh, in between both of the eagles. And if you know anything about eagles, 
um, eagles, they don't fly with any, with any other bird. They only fly alone or with other eagles. Okay. Eagles are, are the only fowl of the air that has the ability to fly above the clouds, meaning that they can fly above the storm where other birds, when the storm hits, they're seeking uh, uh, refuge or shelter. But the eagle is able to fly above the storm and keep going to where it's headed. And, and, and in some cases, what they'll do, they'll spread their wings and they'll allow the, the, the wind of the storm to carry them. You know, so um, you want to have the spirit of the eagle keep going, keep grinding. And when you conquer your goal, you'll get the crown of victory. There you go. Ooh, you know how deep that is. Do you know the revelation that just came through seriously behind that? I mean, you gave so much in just that. Mm -hmm. But us as human beings that are trying to become or those that are trying to be who it is that God called us to be and who God had placed like on that blueprint, the originality of who we are. If we don't grind and conquer, we can't be that. If we stay down here with the little birds and not soar with the eagles, we can't become. If we continue to look back like Lot's wife and become a pillar of salt, we can't grind and conquer to become. It, it's so much more. Ron, don't get me started. I'm over here getting crunk because now I want to really grind and conquer. I can't wait to get my shirt. Well, I can't wait for you to get your shirt either. I don't even know why you don't have it yet. Oh, oh. <laughs> see, um, see what had happened was. <laughs> right. Right. And how, how long have we been connected? Listen, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> this relationship, you know, is soaring. We're soaring like egos. I got to get my shirt right. I'm stop. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> I have yeah, to And that's get. also available on my on my website, rongoffrey.com. Um, and, you know, if you don't see the color there, just inbox me, say, hey, do you have this color? I say, yeah, just go ahead and put the order in and I got you covered. Yeah. Well, all right, hey, I am going to get my shirt. It's I waiting for to. you. I have to because- What's your favorite color? Burgundy. Okay. Okay. Burgundy. That's your favorite my color. Favorite. What's your second favorite color? Green. Okay, you got that too. Green, I love green. <laughs> green is such a, a a beautiful, rich color. It's green is beautiful. Like I love burgundy. Now, I started loving burgundy because my mother used to wear burgundy on her nails and stuff, and I fell in love with burgundy as I was growing up. And like now, everything is burgundy. Even the kids. Oh, we know what to get you. We know what color. You know, right. But I love green. Green is just, it's so much I can do with green. So, so I'll take that too. Maybe I'll just take both. I'll take a green and a bird. That sounds good too. You take both, you know. That sounds <laughs> good. 
We got you. I have listen. I have a "You Are Not Your Trauma." I am not my trauma shirts as well, and my brand is Self Love Redefined. Great. And it actually has a woman in looking in a mirror at herself. So here I go. I'm gonna be this woman looking in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> She's looking in the mirror. I am fearfully, wonderfully made. Wow. I am beautiful. I am enough. Right. Exactly. Represents that self-love redefined. So you like burgundy. So we have, we, I can do a burgundy and gold for you. Or burgundy and white. Burgundy and gold is perfect. Um, my conference go. is this Saturday. And the colors for my conference is burgundy and gold. Isn't that something? See there? <laughs> burgundy and gold. That's it. That's such right. beautiful colors together, though. You know, you. Mm. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, I If you would like to, if you want to have the floor to yourself, I can slide out and you can say whatever it is that you want to say. Anything additional that you would want to leave with the people. I'm going to let you have the floor by yourself if you don't mind. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, first of all, again, thank you uh, for having me on your show. And I want to say to everyone, again, um, the top of one mountain is the bottom of another. So keep climbing. It's going to get rough in your climb, but you have to keep going and don't try to get there in a hurry. You know, slowly is the quickest way to get to where you want to be. So just keep going and just trust God along the way. And he will guide you in the way that you should go and love each other, you know, love on your parents, love on your children, um, love on your husbands, your wives, you know, just love each other. Because as you can see, this world is messed up big time. This world is messed up big time. And we need all the love we can get. And there's no greater love than the love of God. So um, I just wanted to leave that with you. And. If you want to follow me or um, keep track with me or keep track of me or whatever the case is, um, you can follow me on Instagram at I am Ron Godfrey. And that's I am, I am, not I am. I am, I am Ron Godfrey. Uh, Facebook, I am Ron Godfrey. Um, LinkedIn, Ron Godfrey. And I have my website is rongodfrey.com. So you can follow me on those places and you keep up with me and, um, you know, God bless you. And thank you for your support and your love. And again, on this coming Saturday, I just want to put out there that um, it is the seventh birthday of my son, Jeremiah. And I'm asking everyone, every one of my supporters, his supporters, uh, supporters of my family and everybody to please wear blue and yellow, blue and yellow, because Saturday is Jeremiah Godfrey Day. And I'm asking everyone to please, that will, that can, make a donation to the Jeremiah L. Godfrey Brain Cancer Research Foundation. And you can do that by going to www.jlgresearchfoundation.org. That's www.jlgresearchfoundation.org. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Ron, so much. Thank you. I want to say thank you for 
gracing us with your presence. Thank you for accepting the invitation and just thank you for being you. Thank you again. So, everyone, again, this is Ron Godfrey. He gave you all of the information as to how you can get in contact with him, how you can follow him, how you can make a donation to his son's foundation, and how you also can be an overcomer and also grind and conquer. And remember that you are not your trauma. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Dr. Wendy Road Show on You Are Not Your Trauma. Be blessed.